The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. The NFL gives off this week and get ready for the eighth season with 32 NFL team previews from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL previews today. And the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 up for grabs in the NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, September 8th, currently 510 on the East Coast, here to break down the Friday games in MLB. And helping me to break those games down is my main man in the Great Lakes area. You know him better as Noah Beanick. Noah, what's going on, my man? Are you still sweating over there? Uh, not anymore. Uh, literally, as we go live, Tom, uh, Corey Dickerson knocks in Tommy Edmond and a, one other runner. I, I couldn't get my eye on who scored it, but uh, the Cardinals just cashed the team total lock that I was sweating in the ninth inning. And now we have not you, but the other machine in the MLB, Albert Poole, stepping up. He's 0 for 4 today. He's due. The Cardinals are down by 5 to the Nationals. Dude, what is going on with this Nationals team? Uh, you tell me. I back them in the pod as a dog on Wednesday slate. They blow it. They give up four in the bottom of the ninth to get walked off by the Cardinals. And then me and Dylan are locking up the Cardinals on Thursday's slate, and they come out and blitz the Cardinals after the Cardinals took an early lead. So just crazy stuff. And, I mean, we were saying that this Nationals team is playing well. Like, the offense is hitting right now. So, um but yeah, Munaf, how's it been going for you on the other side? It's been pretty good. I actually took I followed uh, both yours picks and Dylan's picks uh, on the on the on the picks today, and obviously both have cashed. Yours was a little more sweaty, but hey, at the end of the day, it got there. Um, so pretty good start. I was watching the game earlier, and I saw Yachty hit two uh, two bombs uh, in the game early. I think they, they overcashed by like the fourth inning. It was like four piece. So uh, yeah. easy win for Dylan's lock of the day. So. Um, hopefully we can continue that into the night games. I know my lock is going to fall short. I took the over eight in the Reds and Cubs game right now, three to two lead for the um, Cubs in the top of the ninth. But um, yeah, seven games yesterday. We kind of went through it quickly, uh, but we have a full game schedule on Friday that we're going to go through here, uh, Noah. But uh, what do you say? We're going to get right into it. Uh, I do. I, I will say uh, one thing here is like, sure. What is going on with the Twins? Why do they keep pitching the judge? Come on now. That's yeah, great murdered. for our Chicago White Sox bets. Just let them keep doing it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is. But, I mean, judge is single-handedly beating them. Like, this Yankees team's not going to beat you unless judge yeah. gets a tank. So, uh, yeah, I guess that was my only real talking topic before we got into today's games. But, yeah, like you mentioned, full slate. So let's get into this. Yeah, let's do it. We do have an early hour, not early afternoon, but it's an afternoon game. Uh, it's going <laughs> to be between the uh, San Francisco Giants and the Chicago Cubs to kick off the Friday schedule. 405 Eastern start. Carlos Rodon 
on the mound for the San Francisco Giants and Drew Smiley on the mound for the Chicago Cubs. Battles, uh, battle of the lefties here uh, in this matchup. We do have lines for this game. Currently seeing the Giants are a minus 165 favorite and the Cubs are a home puppy of plus 140. Over under set at eight and a half with Vig towards the under here. Noah, uh, why don't you lead us off with this game between the... Uh, or I'll lead us off here. Uh, 12 and 7 uh, for Carlos Rodon. Uh, 2.92 ERA. He has eclipsed the 200 strikeout mark for the season. He's at 201. He has 47 uh, walks on the season as well. Last five games, he's been pretty solid for the Giants. Two and one with a 2.79 ERA. Only allowed nine earned runs in 29 innings pitch. And uh, coincidentally, five of those came against the Padres. But outside of that, Noah, he's been pretty solid for the uh, San Francisco Giants here. Uh, Drew Smiley on the mound as well for the Chicago Cubs. He's five and eight on the season with a three point eight four ERA. Last five games, one and two with a three point five one ERA. Um, at home this season, he has struggled to get victories at Wrigley Field, where he is one and four with a two point eight six ERA. So pitching well, just the run support really hasn't been there for Drew Smiley and the Cubbies. He has lost three straight starts. For the Cubs, where uh, he hasn't gotten much run support, two games uh, he pitched real well. The bullpen came in and pretty much gave it up, except for his last start, which was against the Cardinals. Uh, he gave up seven earned runs to the Cardinals in just two and one third innings pitch. They lost that game eight to four. They lost to the Brewers seven nothing, and then they also lost to the Cardinals previously one to nothing. So, not much run support coming in for Drew Smiley uh, in this game, or, or at least over his last five starts. I quickly want to take a look at the WRC plus numbers for both of these teams since we do have both left-handed pitchers on yeah. the mound here. I got OPS numbers right in front of me. Giants 751 against the lefties and the mm-hmm. Cubs 698. Cubs do hit better against lefties than righties, but still uh, 60 points lower than the Giants. Yeah, WRC plus, they're both uh, right below each other. 15th is are the Giants and 16th are the um, Chicago Cubbies. I want to see how Corlos Rodon has done against the Cubs uh, if he has faced them this season i don't believe he has but let me just double check uh, actually he did back on july 31st he went seven shutout innings only allowed two hits to the chicago cubs uh in that game and drew smiley against uh the giants this season let's see here yeah also on july 30th he gave a five earned runs to the giants team uh four innings seven hits allowed uh five strikeouts in that game um yeah, this was already the way that I was feeling about this game. Giants um, money line here. I know it's at minus 165. If you want some plus money, I would maybe take a look at the uh, run line in this game. And possibly if your book does offer it, maybe a minus one line as well if you want to play pay a little less big. But I'm, I'm with the Giants here, Noah. What about you? So my only worry about it is it's a little bit of a weird uh, game time because San Francisco, they're playing earlier today as well. Uh, against Milwaukee, and then they travel to Chicago, and it's the first game of this slate. But I mean, I think it's still a pretty simple handicap. You got the better pitcher in Carlos Rodon, one of the best in the league, um, and he pitched well against the Cubs in his first game here. Smiley didn't really pitch that well against the Giants in his first game, um, and then Lewis Brinson, uh, he was an interesting prospect for the Marlins. Comes over mm-hmm. to the Giants, and he's been hitting very well. He's got a 357 average against left-handed hitting, uh, left-handed pitching. Um, keep an eye on him because he's been playing pretty well for the Giants as of late. All right. Uh, let's get over to the next game of the night. We have the St. Louis Cardinals, like we were just talking about. They head to Pittsburgh 
to take on the Pirates, a 635 Eastern start. Miles Mikolas on the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals and Contreras on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Looking at the lines for this game, uh, the Cardinals are a $2 favorite uh, on the road here, minus 205. Pirates plus 175 on the money line uh, as a home dog. Over-under set at 8 with a little bit of big towards the over. Run line minus 1.5, minus 115 for the Cardinals and plus 1.5, minus 105 for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Miles Mikolas, 11 and 10 on the season with a 3.32 ERA over his last five games. He's been really solid. Three and one with a 2.57 ERA. And against the Pirates this season, he's one and oh with a 1.46 ERA. That's been two starts where he's gone 12 and one thirds innings pitched, allowed two earned runs to the Pittsburgh Pirates. On the road is where he's really gotten into trouble for the Cardinals, where he is five and eight with a 4.41 ERA. We compare that to his home ERA, which is at 2.23 and a record of six and two. Um, like I mentioned on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates is, uh, I don't even know how to say his first name. Ronzi. Ronzi. Okay. Ronzi Contreras. Four and four on the season with a 3.41 ERA. Uh, last five games, pretty solid. Two and two with a 2.40 ERA. At home, two and three with a 3.43 ERA. Did get into trouble against the Cardinals this season in two appearances. In six innings pitch, he's allowed five earned runs. Uh, off of eight hits, uh, he's also walked five batters against the St. Louis Cardinals. And he's only struck, struck out two batters uh, when he's faced the St. Louis Cardinals. Last five games, they've lost uh, three out of his last four starts. Um, two of three have been on the run line that they have lost, and they've been against the Red Sox, the, Bright, the Braves, and the Toronto Blue Jays. Man, it's it's tricky here because I feel like both the Nationals and the Pirates are are their sneaky dogs, especially over the past couple of weeks here, um, and they're not really laying down. And again, we saw it with this this Cardinal, sorry, this Nationals team. I feel like the Pirates are kind of in that same boat here. Do I really trust Miles Mikolas on the road? I don't. Um, which kind of leaves me just taking the over eight in this game. I think the Cardinals offense can get to contrast like they have been during the regular season. I think the Pirates, you know, they can put up a couple of runs as well to push this over the total here. And like I mentioned, Contreras has struggled against the Cardinals and the the, the, the worry that you have with Mikolas on the road. I just can't back the Cardinals at a $2 favorite here or even on the run line. So I think for me, the best bet for this game was probably the over eight uh, in this game. Noah, what do you think? So I like your over eight, but I'll raise you with that Pirates money line. I okay. believe I believe in Contreras. Uh, early in the season, I was very high on him. I think he's got a lot of talent in his arm. But the two games against the Cardinals, they caught him early in his career. Um, he's since got plenty of MLB innings under his belt. And in his last seven starts, he's done pretty well, minus one bad one against the brewers where he gave up seven and two two thirds um like you mentioned his last three he's been pretty much lights out against atlanta the phillies and blue jays all three teams are in playoff stretches here um and the pirates i don't know what it is but they beat good teams Mm -hmm. the only thing that nerves me about it is michaelis he pitched against the Pirates in June this year. He went 8.2 innings pitched, only gave one hit, one run. Um, but I am going to back the Pirates. Uh, and sure, I'll, 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 I'll lean towards your overplay as well. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think that they are live dogs. I want to see the head-to-head matchups first before we get over to the next game. I did have that MLB grid up every time we're recording. I didn't get it up this time, but here we go. While you're looking, shout out to Dryden. He says he's in Las Vegas. I'm wearing the SGP hat. Uh, go. go check out their store. Uh, use code football for 20% off. Tim, he's also been on this Nats little uh, money train here. He said he had them on the run line today. There you uh, go. Money line too. So he's he's pumped up and says he can't type. <laughs> uh, Cardinals are actually 8-2 and two head-to-head this season against the Pirates. Um, so and it may be something to consider. But again, it is the month of September where the dogs are definitely always barking. And we've already seen that over the past week here, uh, Noah. Um, all right. Uh, before we get over to the next game of the night, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, WinBet. Well, if you're thinking of joining WinBet, can't tell you a better time to do it. Football <laughs> season is here. MLB is winding down. But again, we're going to be here for the playoffs, like I mentioned, and you need to get over to WinBet. It's a perfect time for new customers. And whoever bets $100 as a new customer, you'll get a $100 free bet. Perfect for kicking off the NFL season. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Win also has her first quarterback to throw five touchdown prop bets. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and, and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by the Free Roll Football Contest. The Free Roll Football Contests are here. College Football Contest has $1,500 up for grabs, and the NFL Contest has $5,000 in a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas up for grabs. Sign up, exclu- sorry, sign up exclusively on our Discord that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. We're also brought to you by the Live Sports Bureau. Football fans, the NFL regular season is finally here. And as we week one kicks off tonight, actually, you get ready to place your bets and lock in your fantasy teams. You need to check out Eli's game plan app. It's the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for NFL, NBA, MLB that has everything you need to get a competitive advantage. Eli's. Game Plan is the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports stats. The Live Sports Bureau is the official statisticians of the U.S. sports leagues, including the NFL. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head-to-head team comparisons, and Elias key insights from their renowned research team. The app really, the app really is your one-stop source for player news and league-validated player stats and team records, expert game analysis for betting, fantasy lineups each week, and showing off your and showing off your superior sports knowledge to your friends and coworkers. And new features are available all the time, like player injury analysis and player impact reports, which can be huge when it comes to betting and fantasy tournaments. NFL season is here, so don't wait. Download the Lies Game Plan app today. And right now, we have a special offer when you subscribe. Get a 14-day free trial off a monthly subscription plan, but only if you use promo code SGPN. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store and Google Play Store today and use promo code SGPN. All right, Noah, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be a 7.05 Eastern start between – I'm sorry, it's going to be a 6.40 Eastern start between the New York Mets, the reeling New York Mets. They head down south to Miami to take on the Marlins. Um, currently, let me see the picture for the – 
Mets because I did not see one when I was hanging. Actually, I do see David Peterson. Is that what you see, Noah? I don't have either pitcher. So, Peterson, I'll go with him. Okay. And then I see Edward Cabrera for the Miami Marlins. Um, He's coming off the IL, isn't he? Yeah, no lines for this game. So, I mean, I don't have much to contribute here, Noah, unless you do without confirmed starting pitchers. I don't want to waste people's time here, but anything else you want to add? Okay, so if if these guys are going, Cabrera's nasty, but again, yeah. it's that first game off IL kind of fade. Peterson, left-hander, Miami, is terrible against left-handed pitching. And the Mets, they are reeling, but they have some uh, role players that are hitting very well right now. Eduardo Escobar in his last seven games, 455, 10 for 22. James McCann as well, a catcher that everybody wanted to chase out of town early on in the year. He's batting 400 in their last seven game series, four for 10. And Tyler Naquin, 5 for 13, they acquired him in the trade with Cincinnati, 385. So three batters that, I mean, this is just a nice little get right series against Miami, who just is struggling right now. They're on the struggle bus. So, yeah. Um, Edward Cabrera, he, he was nasty before he went to the IL. Uh, you mentioned it, but I did see that he pitched last Saturday. Yeah. So I guess he's. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Um, so he's been doing pretty well. He just had one bad start against the Dodgers, but who's not having a bad start against the Dodgers? And especially the way that the uh, Mets bats are really struggling and f- not winning games, I, I could see where this game does end up going under. And if it is David yeah. Peterson, who is a left-handed pitcher, we know that the Marlins struggle against left-handed pitching. So we kind of went from not having much information to at least giving out one play that I do <laughs> like is the under this game because WRC plus Miami Marlins are number 29 out of 30 teams. Yeah, they have a 574 OPS too, which is the worst in the league. And it is like 60 points worse than the 29th best team. So... Yeah, uh, I'm going to be on the under in this game. If it is David David Peterson, um, I, again, this Marlins team, if they win games, it's like it's 2-1, to 3-1, to 3-2, something like that. But, yeah, uh, yeah that we'll went, so from, that went from a no handicap, we don't know the pitchers, to actually pretty good handicap mode, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Boston Red Sox heading to Baltimore to take on the Orioles, 7.05 Eastern start. Malcolm's boy, Bello, is on the mound for the Boston Red Sox, and Austin Voth is on the mound for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Um, looking at the lines for this game, the Baltimore Orioles are at home favorite at minus 135. Red Sox uh, road underdogs at plus 115. Over-under set at 8.5. Run line minus 1.5, plus 150 for the Baltimore Orioles, and Boston Red Sox plus 1.5, minus 175 on the run line here. Noah, why don't you lead us off for this game between the Red Sox and the Orioles? My pleasure. Uh, Boston, they're one and six in their last seven road games in Baltimore. They've been the most profitable home team in the MLB. So two very strong trends there. Brian Bayo, one and four in his last five or in uh, five decisions, 591 ERA, 29 strikeouts, 16 walks in 32 innings pitched in 2022 so far. He has a 259 ERA in his last four appearances. Uh, Austin Voth for Baltimore makes a start here against Boston. 4-2, 441 ERA, 73 strikeouts, 23 walks, and 81.2 innings pitched. He has a 215 ERA in his last five starts. Bayo seems to be improving with every appearance he makes in the MLB, and Voth has been great since becoming a starter for the Orioles. Both these teams are under teams. The Red Sox, they're, they've hit their unders in four of the last five games. 
and the Orioles, 11 of their last 15. Both these offenses don't really scare me too much. I'll take a chance on on two like unproven names here in Bayo and Voth that have had good successes of late. I'll go with the under here. Yeah, I mean, ever since uh, Bayo came back from the IL or, or what he was, I think he went back down and they brought him back up to kind of figure out mechanics. Yeah. One of the two, um, he's looked pretty good. I mean, I know he got off to a rough start early in the season, but over his last five games, one and two with a 3.15 ERA, he has struggled on the road. Um, but if you take, <clears throat> sorry, against, uh, so you look at Austin Voth, three and zero at home so far this year, Noah, 4.70 ERA. It's a little inflated, but I think that he probably faced a really good offense in that he was- span. He was a reliever yeah. early on the season, too, yeah. that kind of wrecked his ERA. Ever since he's become a starter, he's been great, actually. So He hasn't given up more than two earned runs in his last five uh, appearances or starts, whatever, however we want to discuss it. Actually has been starts. Um, yeah. Not a huge strikeout guy, but he, he gets the job done. Last two games, he's only allowed one earned run each, um, and he's he's been on fire. So I think the play that I really do like in this game here, Noah, give me the first five-inning money line. Uh, for the Baltimore Orioles. I'm going to take the bullpens out of it, even though the Orioles have a great bullpen. Um, I just think that Bale will struggle like he has on the road so far this season. Um, and I'm going to go with the first five innings money line for the Baltimore Orioles. And I don't hate – I mean, that's a great price on that run line Yeah, uh, for the Orioles at plus 150. I think that's juicy, especially the way that the Red Sox have struggled against AL East opponents. For whatever whatever it's been this season for the Red Sox, Noah, they, they've done great outside the division, but in division, it's been terrible. You're right. Uh, one and six in the last seven on the road. I mean, that's a, that's a juicy little dog price. Might be yeah. a lock dog decision at the end of the podcast. Yeah. By the way, I, I captain in the chat bayo two earned runs in his last five starts. Moonoff covered that one, but appreciate the nuggets as always. Yeah, hundred percent. Actually, Bayo had he gave up three to the uh, Minnesota Twins. I uh, know okay. that was his second to last start. So far of his last five, at least he's given up two earned runs or less. All right, let's keep it moving here, Noah. We've got the next game on the board. It's going to be the Tampa Bay Rays headed to New York. This is going to be a big series here, Noah. Yeah, we um, had one on the weekend with these two teams. I'm ready for it again. There are yeah. some fireworks. Yeah, Rays and Yankees, seven oh five Eastern start. I'm seeing Drew Rasmussen is going to be on the mound for the Rays. Frankie Montas takes the mound for the New York Yankees. Uh, let me go back to my page here with the odds. I'm currently seeing the uh, – don't I see – I don't see lines for this game right now posted. Do you see anything on your end? Um, no, I did not. Um, okay. What's his, what's his name? Montas is not confirmed. He's not confirmed. Okay. No. Um, do, do you have anything you want to give out for this game or at least discuss this series uh, for this uh, weekend? I have a full handicap because actually yeah, looking at MLB.com, Montas's picture, I just refreshed it. It is up. I looked at a, a few of our sites and it had Montas there. It just wasn't confirmed. So I imagine that maybe by the end of the podcast, these odds will come out. But this is one of the few games that we just don't have. I think it was like two or three games mm-hmm. that were off the board today. But Tampa Bay, they're 11-5 and five against New York Yankees this uh, in the season series this year. They've won seven of those 11 games by two or more runs here. Uh, Tampa Bay, they are starting Drew Rasmussen, who's 9-4 and four with a 270 ERA, 103 strikeouts, 27 walks, and 116.2 innings pitched. He is a 183 ERA combined in his last eight starts. Um, 
for the Yankees, like I said, Frank, Frankie Montas is going to be on the mound here. He's 5-11 and 11 on the year, uh, 372 ERA, 136 strikeouts, 35 walks, and 135.1 innings pitch. His last start was actually his best start as a Yankee. Mm-hmm. He went five innings, seven punches, uh, zero runs against this Rays team. For me, I just haven't seen the consistency from Montaz to back him here in the spot because that's exactly what I've seen from Rasmussen as he's given the Rays everything they've asked for since becoming a full-time starter. This is another big series for Tampa Bay again, like we mentioned earlier. The last time they saw this Yankees team, Yandy Diaz got K'd up on a ball that was below the strike zone. Yeah. It would have been a walk. It would have loaded the bases in the bottom of the ninth. Since then, Tampa has had a bad taste in their mouth. They're winning this game one in the series. I am not going to fade my Rays team here. They've come this far. We're taking the Rays in this series. I mean, I, I'm not going to argue against you here because, again, I haven't seen anything from this Yankees offense outside of Aaron Judge. Like, who is yeah. going to be stepping up? We saw Stanton was uh, on the IL. Uh, Josh Donaldson was on paternity leave. Um, Anthony Rizzo is also on the IL for this New York Yankees team. So they're missing a lot of their key bats. I think this is going to be a series where we're going to see a lot of those scoring uh, games. I think this is going to be one of them. And if it is Frankie Montas, historically, he's been really good against the Rays, dating back to last season when he was with uh, the Oakland A's uh, against his uh, Rays team. He's 3-1 and one with a 1.82 ERA. He struck out 30 batters in five appearances against the Rays. So he's also had at least six strikeouts in four of his last five starts against the um, against his um Ray's team. So if you do see a strikeout prop around four and a half, five and a half, I would probably take a look at taking that over uh, for Frankie Montas. Um, he did have a start prior to the trade from the A's to the uh, Yankees where he went seven shutout innings. And then his last start, like you mentioned, was his best one against the Rays as well. So I, li- I love the under in this game. Again, I think the runs are just going to be at a premium. It's going to be that playoff atmosphere that we're seeing in all the bats. You know, even Insano mentioned it in the chat that these guys are missing. Runs are going to be at a premium, so I like love the under in this game here, Noah. Yeah, uh, and it fits Malcolm's season-long fade of this Rays offense. They just scratch across a couple of runs at each game. They actually, I heard a stat on MLB Central. I love that show on MLB Network. Uh, I can't recommend it more. But uh, the Rays lead the league in wins without a home run hit in a game. Wow. it's That's they, crazy. They have, yeah, they have like twenty or something mm-hmm. amount of those wins without a home run. So uh, they just they manufacture runs. It is like a uh, it, it is not a new age ball club. Let's just no. say that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Washington Nationals headed to Philadelphia to take on the Phillies. Seven oh five Eastern start. Left-handed pitcher Patrick Corbin takes a mound for the Nationals, and Noah Syndergaard on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, this game, I do not see lines for either. Uh, do you see anything on your end there, Noah? No, this is the other game that I was talking about that I knew off the top of my head that was off the board here. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Washington-Philly is not a game that I have. All right, let me refresh here and see if there's anything. Nope. All right, but we can still talk to the to the pitchers here. Let me just double-check one more site here if these are the confirmed pitchers. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, we know the story about Patrick Corbin this season uh, just has not been very good overall for the Washington Nationals. Um, 
six and 17 is his record so far this year. 6.28 ERA. He actually has been pretty solid over his last three games. If I, I mean, you got to give it the, you got to give credit where credit is due. He's only allowed, uh, as over his last three starts, he's only allowed two earned runs in one start. And then his last two starts in back-to-back starts, he's only allowed one earned run each. That was against the Mets, the Reds, and the Padres. Uh, so now he's going up against the Phillies here, who he has struggled against this season. So do we see uh, Patrick Corbin kind of come back down to earth here? I think it might be a possibility here. And I'm trying to pull up his numbers this season against the Phillies. Like I mentioned, I, he does. Go ahead. I see it happening. The Phillies, they are one of the best left-handed pitching teams in the league. 77, 778 OPS against left-handed pitching. I feel like they just mash and they send Corbin back down the earth. Yeah. Uh, last start was back on August 6th against the Phillies. He lasted two-thirds of an inning where he allowed six earned runs to this Phillies team. And again, I, I mean, let's just be honest, Munoz. Besides this last two, three-game stretch, it's been – like that the whole season sure so, yeah it has. Any, anytime you go back in this season uh those that stat line's gonna look pretty much the same so. yeah um no it's in the guard boards on the mound for the phillies uh eight nine on the season 4.07 era last five games two and one with a 4.20 era i want to see how if he has faced the nationals this season as a member of the philadelphia phillies uh he did face them back in washington on august 4th where he did allow four earned runs to the um to this nationals team i really like the over in this game here noah i mean we saw this nationals team beat the new york yankees i'm sorry the new york mets where they put up i think it was three games or two games where they put seven runs each we saw their last game here uh where they put up 11 against the st louis cardinals in a prior game they put up runs as well so this team has some low-key batters. It's not the big names that we're used to seeing, but they have guys that can put the you know the bat on the ball. They can get on base. They can score some runs. And I think with the success that the Phillies have had against Patrick Corbin and how good, like you mentioned, they are against left-handed pitching, I think we see runs being scored in this game. So I'm going to take the over. That number's not out yet. I'm going to assume it's going to come out at nine and a half. Oh, sorry, eight and a half, possibly nine. But if it's at eight and a half, I do like the over in this game here. Noah, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I think the Phillies provide tremendous help in that number. I I, I think the Phillies could put up six or seven. Uh, team total would be catching my eye in this game. I'm a little bit nervous about the Nationals here in a little bit of a travel spot. We didn't mention for the Cardinals, um, but they are coming across to the Eastern time zone from mm-hmm. the Central. So a little bit of a thing there, but I, I don't really know if that's going to stop what has been a pretty hot Nationals lineup, like we've said. So over – Phillies run line, Phillies team total for me, probably. Yeah, I love it. All right. Uh, so let's get over to let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be a. Uh, Actually, I wanted to address this, too. Um, yeah, go ahead. We've been going against Syndergaard for the stolen base props mm-hmm. uh, lately. And, and Sano's in the chat saying that Robles has 14 on the year stolen bases for the Nationals. I will say this. The trade to Philly kind of i don't know wrecked the automaticness of that i guess uh real Muto has the best top time in the mlb so it hasn't been hitting as much as of late so right. that's what i'll say against that but still 
uh, it's plus 200, plus 250 whenever you take one. So it's still worth the chance. I just, it hasn't happened as often. So it's not as automatic. That's all I'll say. All right. Good call there. Um, all right. Let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be a 805 Eastern start between the Toronto Blue Jays and the Texas Rangers. Ross Stripling on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays, and Dane Dunning takes the mound for the Texas Rangers. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Blue Jays are a minus 150 road favorite here. Uh, Dane Dunning plus 130 on the money line for the Texas Rangers home underdog. Over under set at eight with juice towards the over at minus 120. Run line minus one and a half at even money for the Toronto Blue Jays and plus one and a half minus 120 for the Texas Rangers. Uh, Noah, why don't you leave us off for this game? Stripling versus Dane Dunning. All right. So Toronto, they're six and one in their last seven games straight up. Nine and one in their last ten on the road, and Texas they're one and ten in their last eleven games. Ross Stripling goes for Toronto, and he's been honestly outside of Gosman's first what was it twelve starts to begin the season. Stripling mm-hmm. has been the most dependable pitcher of yeah. this Blue Jays staff. He's seven and four with a three oh three ERA, ninety four strikeouts, nineteen walks, and one hundred seven innings pitched. He's a two sixty three ERA in his last four games. He's going very well. Then you got home Dane Dunning, who has a three thirty four home ERA. It's a full run better than his four thirty seven uh, season ERA. He's three and eight on the year, one hundred nineteen strikeouts, fifty six walks, and one hundred thirty eight innings pitched. Now. I'm thinking that the Rangers have just kind of milled it in. In their last 10 games, they've only scored four or more runs in three of them. Um, Both pitchers, I think, should keep the offenses at bay. My favorite play here is going to be a first five under. Um, What just really scares me, I don't know if you remember it, but it's like the first or the second series, uh, first or second series of the season where these two teams played against each other and they put up like 15 runs in the final three innings against the bullpens. Yeah. Uh, that just scares me. So I'm just going to go with the first five under um, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just got to take the bullpens out of it. I think the Rangers <laughs> have one of the worst bullpens uh, definitely in the league for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think Stripling he's been – I mean, you have to put Alec Manoa in that conversation with Kevin Gossman up there too, right? I mean, I think they have some solid pitching. Uh, between yeah, I forgot those, about Manoa. Yeah, those three guys. So um, it's just this, this Toronto Blue Jays team has just been fighting about – just finding consistency. And it just – I think that's kind of been the narrative for them, at least in my eyes, over the, even though over the last two seasons. I mean, they have so much talent. They just haven't been able to put it get together at the right time. Hopefully they can do that in the month of September and, and get a playoff spot because this team does have a lot of talent. And again, you would love to see a, a playoff series being played in Toronto as well. So, I mean, back to this game, yeah, I agree about the under here, at least in the first five. So take the bullpens out of it, especially the Texas Rangers bullpen. They can just blow up at any single time. <laughs> um, They're still kind of missing a closer. So Yeah. So uh, under eight in the game for both of us here, uh, or sorry, first five under in this game for both Noah and I uh, between the Blue Jays and the Rangers. Uh, before we get over to the next game of the night, let me tell you guys about Fubo TV. Fubo TV is the newest sponsor on the SGPN network, and it is football season. And if you want to watch football, you need Fubo TV. Uh, Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment, 
for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch all on your devices. Never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the uh, included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. So right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month just by going to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. Well, it's by PromoGuide.us. For all you sports bettors out there, I want to tell you about the best new way to increase your bankroll, especially for the football season. It's called PromoGuide.us. At PromoGuide.us, you can get the biggest bonuses from all the best sports books in the country. We're talking $1,000 risk-free deposits, insane odds boosts, and most importantly, the best analytics in the business. Plus, tons of free picks as well. PromoGuide.us is your guide to betting smart. Once again, that's PromoGuide.us. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and we at SGPN, we use it for ours. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Over-under has been integrated into the fantasy experience. First, the first sports contest built into the fantasy experience, like I mentioned. So not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. For example, Patrick Mahomes is your starting fantasy quarterback. And not only do you think you are going to win your fantasy matchup this week, but you can art, but you're as confident that you think that Patrick Mahomes is going to go over his 250 passing yards projected line. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason we're excited about Over Under on Sleeper it's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can play together. It's got a built in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. And it's only fun to write it out together. Not only do they have NFL, but they also have college football player props. Stop what you're doing and download the Sleeper app now to play their new over-under game and have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. Promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, now let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the LA Angels headed to Houston to take on the Astros. 8-10 Easter start. Michael Lorenzen on the mound for the Los Angeles Angels and Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound for the Houston Astros. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Astros are a north of a $2 favorite. Minus 225 on the money line, plus 190 on the money line for the LA Angels. Over under set at 8 with juice towards the over at minus 120. Run line minus 1.5, minus 105 for the Astros and plus 1.5, minus 115 for the LA Angels. Uh, lead us off here, Noah. The Angels, you know, they've been playing pretty well as of late. 8-4 and four in the last 12 games. But, you know, last week they went 1-2 and two against this Astros squad. And the Astros are 7-2 and two in their last nine games. Michael Lorenzen here. Uh, he's going to make the start. It's his first start off the IL, first start since July 1st for the yep. Angels. Six and six, 494 ERA, 55 strikeouts, 30 walks in 71 innings pitched. And then you got another arm that is fresh off the IL after four starts here in the MLB. It's Lance McCullers, two and one, 208 ERA, 20 strikeouts, 14 walks in 21.2 innings pitched. Um, his last start here. Uh, just a week ago, it was against the Angels. He went 6.2, two earned, seven strikeouts, four walks. So the Angels lineup did see him pretty well. They got him out of the game uh, after, say, what, 20 outs there. 
honestly, uh, the four walks scares me a little bit with McCullers to lay this two and a uh, minus two hundred plus price. So it's it's sort of like you want to fade Lorenzen in his first game off the IL. I'm just afraid of laying the run line price. So I will take the. I mean, I don't have the odds in front of me, but I guess my favorite play here would be like an Astros team total. Munaf, what say you? Yeah, uh, I mean, Lorenzen, we talked a lot about on the pod, Noah, it's that guys we always, or not always, but we want to fade uh, guys that are coming off of the IL, right? Um, I'm currently seeing the Astros team total at four and a half at minus 125 in this game. And he hasn't had a lot of success against his Astros team. His last start before he actually went on the IL was against his Astros team. Um, and just looking at his numbers, he was 0-2 against the Astros with a 15.63 ERA. He allowed 11 earned runs to the Astros in just six and a third innings pitched. He gave up seven earned runs before he went to the IL against his Astros team. Um, so I think that four and a half is a really solid look uh, for Michael Lorenzen in this game. He only lasted three innings in that last game as well. So, you know, Lance McCullers, he's been pretty solid for the Astros since he has uh, returned from the uh, forearm injury that he was dealing with. In the offseason and early in the year where he's two and one with a 2.08 era um did face the angels earlier this year five and two thirds allowed two earned runs they did go on to win that game four to two so i think a couple of plays that i do like is number one what you just mentioned there noah the uh team total for the astros at four and a half to go over also like the run line for this astros team i mean they they struggled a little bit against his rangers team they did get the walk-off win last night or sorry on wednesday against uh, the texas rangers they have an off day on thursday the uh, extra day for these guys to rest up and go up against a division rival where they have actually owned. Uh, let me see what their head to head record is against the angels this season here quickly before we move on. I think it was pretty good. They had a, a couple of sweeps in there. 11 and five this season. Yeah. So they've really just owned the AOS opponents have the Houston Astros. So Astros run line for me, I'm going to stay with that. And then also I love your pick as well. Noah uh, over four and a half. Thanks. All right, let's go over to the next game of the night. It's going to be an NL Central matchup between the Cincinnati Reds and the Milwaukee Brewers. 8-10 Eastern start. Nick Lodolo on the mound for the Cincinnati Reds, and Jason Alexander takes the mound for the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, Brewers are in the midst of a doubleheader against the Giants on on Thursday. So they're going to be playing uh, their third game in, in two days here with um, – Against the Reds, I was trying to say. Uh, the Lions are out for this game. Currently seeing the Brewers are a home favorite of minus 150. Uh, plus 130 on the money line for the road underdogs here for the Cincinnati Reds. Total is set at 8.5 with juice towards uh, – actually, it's even both ways. Run line minus 1.5, plus 135 for the Brewers, and plus 1.5, minus 155 for the Cincinnati Reds. Looking at Nick Lodolo, left-handed pitcher on the mound. Um, he is 3-5 and five on the season with a 3.95 ERA. He's winless. In his last five games, and the uh, coincidentally, the Reds have lost four of his last five starts uh, when he is on the mound. Uh, he did face the Brewers earlier this year in his one start where he gave up three earned runs and four and two-thirds innings pitched. Um, so not very good numbers. Also winless on the road so far this near, uh, this season, Noah. 0-3 with a 6.75 ERA. He's allowed 18 earned runs in 24 innings pitched. Jason Alexander hasn't been very good this season either for the Milwaukee Brewers. Two and two with a 5.03 ERA. He is 0-1 in his last five games with a 3.71 ERA. At home, he is one and one with a 4.50 ERA. 
Also, the Brewers have lost four of his last five starts as well. They just haven't been able to give him the run support. Uh, last two games, combined three runs scored for Alexander starts. He lost against the Pirates. He lost against the Diamondbacks. And he had three starts prior to that against the L.A. Dodgers. Um, I, don't, I don't think those were starts, but they were just appearances. And he did get hit in one game by the Dodgers uh, in one of those games. So I'm looking at the le- I want to look at the left-handed pitching WRC plus numbers here for the Milwaukee Brewers. They are number 21 against left-handed pitching in WRC plus slugging. They are number uh, Milwaukee Brewers 22. So they're kind of consistent in that 21, 22 spot in against left-handed pitching. I don't think that Jason Alexander should be favored here. I mean, they'd be this big of a favorite at minus 150. There may be a little bit of value here on the Reds uh, at plus 130 here, but I think I do like the over more in this game here, Noah. Uh, Reds and Brewers, what do you think? So I'm a bigger fan of Lodolo than most, I think. He's been a great prospect. Uh, Against Colorado in his last start, nine strikeouts, only one walk, gave up two hits in six innings. Um, That's more of the offense that he's going to see with this Brewers lineup. They're 26th in the MLB in OPS, 658, and they have a ton of strikeouts against left-handed pitching. Um, So for me, they they have the third most strikeouts against left-handed pitching. Um, for me, I see value in the Reds. Now the trouble yeah. is, who's going to provide the scoring for the Reds? Yeah. I'm looking at this lineup right now, and it's just like you're piecing a bunch of nothing together. Aristis, uh, Kino, 385 ERA, or ERA, 385 batting average in his last four games. Uh, he has three home runs, but that's about all he's been doing. Um, Kyle Farmer also went yard yesterday. So, really, I'll take my chances picking the Reds, but I'm not going to put my money on the Reds. I'll say that. Maybe I want to look at a strikeout prop for Nick Lodolo. Um, yeah. He's had at least five strikeouts in five straight games. He's had at least uh, six or more in three out of his last five games. He actually had nine against the Brewers. Sorry, against the uh, Rockies in his last start. Uh, where he had a really good outing against this Rockies team, and he had eight against the Phillies as well um, back on August 17th. So uh, if that number comes around four and a half, maybe five and a half, you probably want to take a look at the over for Nick Lodolo against the Brewers. I like uh, that. He's game. one of my guys, and the Brewers are one of the teams that I like to fade. Just kind of see the number uh, prior, because they like to set his at pretty high. His six and a half is what I typically see Lodolo at. So Yeah. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. Uh, big series here in the AL Central, Noah. We got the Cleveland Guardians and the Minnesota Twins matching up at 8-10 Eastern start. Cal Quantrill on the mound for this Cleveland Guardians team, and Dylan Bundy takes the mound for the Minnesota Twins. Looking at the lines for this game, uh, the Minnesota Twins are a slight home favorite here at minus 115, minus 105 for the Cleveland Guardians. over understood at 8 Run line plus one and a half, minus one ninety five for the Minnesota Twins, and minus one and a half, plus one sixty five for the Cleveland Guardians. Huge, huge playoff or division implications here, Noah. Where are we going with this game? Yeah, Cleveland currently leads the AL Central by two games over both the Minnesota Twins and the Chicago White Sox. The Twins gave this division away, or I guess the division lead away in New York this past week. Um, for Cleveland, they had an off day here. Minnesota, like I just mentioned, they're getting slaughtered by the Yankees and will travel 
back to Minnesota here. Uh, just slight travel spot from uh, one time zone to the next. Cleveland, they're starting Cal Quantrill, 11 and 5, 355 ERA, 101 strikeouts, 42 walks, and 152 innings pitched. He's a 225 ERA in his last six starts. And then Minnesota, um, I'm just seeing this one confirmed in like the last. 20 minutes or so Mm -hmm. i believe it's going to be dylan bundy yeah um eight and six on the year 434 era 84 strikeouts 25 walks and 118.1 innings pitched he has a 289 home era he's a full run and a half better at home than on the road 183 era in his last five starts he's been going great lately we don't have um i mean I don't really have much of a lean either way on a side. I think both teams need to come away with at least two of the three here in Minnesota. Um, For me, I'll just prefer to stay on the under uh, for the total of this game. Munaf, are you in agreement here? Yeah, I like that under as well. That was going to be my play in this game as well. Um, I think runs are going to be at a premium. We've seen the Minnesota Twins offense kind of struggling. We know about the Guardians as well. Both pitchers have success against the opposing team. So uh, Dylan Bundy did have one start against his Guardians team um, back on June 29th. That was in Cleveland where he went five innings and only allowed two earned runs in that span. Um, But like you mentioned, he's been solid, solid at home for the Minnesota Twins. Uh, And you mentioned the ERA numbers there as well. Uh, Cal Quantrill on the on the road four and five with a three point eight six ERA also had one start earlier this year against the Twins where he went eight innings and allowed allowed three earned runs in that game. Um, we'll see what the final score in that game was um, for that for that matchup since he did go. Let's see here. Uh, that game ended six seven to six actually. Um, the crazy part was that they put up a combined seven runs in the 10th inning Noah, uh, to push that game over the total. So, um, yeah, I like the under this game as well. I think that number I said was, what, eight? Uh, yeah, so love the under. It's a little weird, too. Cleveland's got a good bullpen, and Minnesota's bullpen has improved since the trade deadline. So yeah. Definitely, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that was all the way back on June 29th as well, so a lot of things have changed true. in about a, a month and a half or two, two and a half months there. Yeah, uh, I mean, Minnesota added two great pieces, so hopefully, yeah. hopefully that doesn't happen again, but I, I like the under here. Yeah. All right. Next game on the schedule is going to be another AL Central matchup, but it's going to be the bottom feeders. The Detroit Tigers <laughs> take on the Kansas City Royals, the 810 Eastern start in Kansas City. Uh, Joey Wentz takes the mound for the uh, Detroit Tigers, and Daniel Lynch is on the mound for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Royals are a minus 130 home favorite, plus 110 on the money line for the Detroit Tigers road underdogs. Over under set at eight and a half. A little bit of big towards the over at minus 115. And uh, run line minus one and a half, plus 150 for the Kansas City Royals, and plus one and a half, minus 175 for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Noah, you probably know more about Joey Wentz than anybody else. What do we know about this guy? Uh, he is a promising prospect. He's gotten roughed up in his two games in the pros. Um, and then after those, after that second game, he kind of uh, disappeared with a little bit of a shoulder injury. Since the shoulder injury, though, he's made seven AAA starts with a 181 ERA. Uh, the only thing that nerves me is that the Royals hit better against left-handed pitchers with a 724 OPS. Uh, There really aren't any trends uh, for this game. Uh, Just know that both teams are bad. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, Daniel Lynch, uh, southpaw for Kansas City, 
Four nine on the year, four eighty two ERA, one hundred and one strikeouts, forty six walks, and one hundred and eight point one innings pitched. He has a six seventeen ERA in his last four games, and the Tigers do hit better against left handed pitching with a six ninety eight OPS. Not much to go off of on either team. Uh, not great offense uh, really in either scenario. Uh, the Kansas City Royals have kind of been my lovable dog over the last two weeks. But I'm gonna go with my Tigers here. Um, I just, I just feel like Wentz could give them somewhat of a like rejuvenation here. They're they are playing a ton of kids in this lineup. If you want to see the future of what the AL Central is gonna look like, there are like a combined 14 prospects playing against each other uh, of these 18 roster spots in this game here. So really, I, I could see this game going either way. You might have a problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER if you're going to bet the money line in this game. Um, a total would be nice. I think that both offenses could put up runs here. I know it, get, it goes against that whole Tigers trend, but in their last seven games, they've actually hit the over in five of them. So we might be seeing books correct that number a little bit here. Munaf, what say you here? Yeah, I mean, Daniel Lynch, 1-4 at home this season, right? 5.47 ERA. Tigers actually have gotten to him um, this season where nine innings he's allowed six runs, uh, sorry, seven runs, six of which have been earned um, by uh, for Daniel Lynch by the Tigers. And his last start was against his Tigers team uh, where he allowed four earned runs, gave up two long bombs in that game as well. That game ended five to four. Um, you, you said some things about Joey Wentz um, for the Detroit Tigers. He just had one bad start against the A's, uh, or sorry, one appearance uh, against the A's where he gave up six earned runs in two and two, two and two thirds innings pitch, but he was pretty solid against the uh, Minnesota Twins. Four innings, he only allowed one hit to them. So I think if, if I do want to play a, a, a play in this game, it's probably the first five innings over. I think both of these pitchers can give up runs in this game. Um, we talked about the struggles that Daniel Lynch has at home. Uh, so I think that he can give up runs to his Tigers team, and I think that the Royals can get a couple off of Joey Wentz as well. So I like the first five inning over four and a half in this game, um, Noah. Yeah, I really think that if you want to find something in this game, you could probably play it with some sort of confidence. But I really – I don't think this is a game that you want to touch on a 15-game slate. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. Four games left on the schedule. It's going to be the 840 Eastern start. Arizona Diamondbacks headed to the altitude at Coors Field to take on the Colorado Rockies. Zach Davies takes the mound for the Arizona Diamondbacks and Herman Marquez on the mound for the uh, Kansas, sorry, for the uh, Colorado Rockies. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Colorado Rockies are a home favorite of minus 125, plus 105 on the money line for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Total is at 11 with a little bit of juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus 1.5 plus 155 for the Colorado Rockies and plus 1.5 minus 180 for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Zach Davies on the season 2-4 and four with a 3.74 ERA. Last five games hasn't recorded a decision yet, but he does have a 2.77 ERA. He's only allowed eight earned runs in 26 innings pitched. Um, does have a lot of success against the Colorado Rockies this season. Zero, again, not a decision um, for him, but he has a 1.65 ERA against the Rockies, and that's in 16 and one-thirds innings pitched this season. He's only allowed three earned runs to the Rockies as well. Has struggled a little bit on the road this season where he is 1-3 with a 4.26 ERA. 
I want to dig a little deeper and see how and where those games were against the Rockies here. Give me one second. Let me filter this down here to this season. Um, so his last start was in uh, Coors Field where he allowed three earned runs in five innings to the Rockies. And the other two starts were at home where he was absolutely brilliant against this Rockies team. I think we probably have to throw maybe those numbers out the window a little bit because he can give it up in altitude. Uh, let me get to Herman Marquez here real quick. On the season, 8-10 and 10 with a 4.86 ERA, and he's been really bad at home for the Colorado Rockies, 2-5 and five with a 6.09 ERA. We compare that to his road ERA, Noah, 6-5 and five with a 3.58 ERA, so almost half of what he's given up at home. Uh, he's doing better on the road. He did face this um, Diamondbacks team earlier this year, actually three times, where he's one and one with a 3.32 ERA. And let me filter this one down as well to this season um, against the Diamondbacks. Let's see here. Um, but all three of his starts were actually on the road in Arizona for Marquez against the Diamondbacks, where he's allowed at least two earned runs in every one of those starts. But he always went six innings in all three of those starts. I don't know. I couldn't come down on a side here. Uh, I think this number, this this total is a hair high as well. If you had a gun to my head, I would probably just take the plus money for the Diamondbacks here, especially with the struggles that Herman Marquez has at home. Uh, but I, I I think that's you know another game here that you probably want to call one eight hundred gambler here Noah. But do you have any thoughts on this game? <laughs> um, I I actually completely agree with you, and I even love that line at the end there. Uh, the only thing I'll say that I guess there's two things that I can touch on that you didn't hear. Arizona very hot right now. Yeah. They're nine and yeah. four in their last thirteen games. This offense is. Uh, found something, you know, with Corbin Carroll coming up, a couple other young guns uh, making an impact. Although Davies, I'm kind of looking through or under the hood, I guess you should say. Uh, five innings, three runs, like you mentioned, at Coors in his last start. 80% of his, 85% of his pitches have vertical drop. And sinker being used 53% of the time and his changeup being used 32% of the time. Um, that scares me. Uh, I think my favorite play or pick in this game would be the over. Um, I, okay. I just, I, I, I'm not going to get scared away from that high number on two all right offenses. I know the Colorado Rockies can rake at home and the D backs have been playing well lately. So the over would be my favorite pick. I'm curious to see what the team total would be for the uh, for the sorry for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, I mean that first five innings team totals at two and a half. I think I kind of like that. Um, yeah. I think they could get to Marquez early, at least put up three earned runs within the first five innings because their full game team total right now listed is at five and a half at plus money as well. So you know, a couple of different ways to attack this game if you so choose. Um, all right, three games left on the schedule here, Noah. Let's get over to the Air- Atlanta. Braves heading to Seattle to take on the Mariners. 940 Eastern start. This is going to be one heck of a series. Uh, Charlie Morton, uh, Uncle Charlie on the mound for the Atlanta Braves. Robbie Ray, left-handed pitcher, takes the mound for the Seattle Mariners. Look at the lines for this game. I'm currently seeing it minus 110 on both uh, the money lines for each team. Um, total 7.5 with juice towards the under at minus 120. Run line minus 1.5, plus 160 for the Braves. And plus one and a half, minus one ninety for the Seattle Mariners here. Noah, why don't you lead us off with this game? 
Yeah, this one's our game of the night. It's on the ticker, baby. Uh, the Braves, they're on a seven-game win streak, but they're 1-6 in their last seven games against Seattle, who's 8-2 mm. in their last 10. Chucky Moe, like you mentioned, on the mound for the Bravos, 7-5 with a 401 ERA, 175 strikeouts, 52 walks, and 146 innings pitched. It's hard to get a read on like how he's going to pitch either or. It seems to be like good start, bad start, good start kind of trend. But on the road, he's a 535 ERA. So that's uh, more than a run worse on the road than at home. And then you got Robbie Ray, 12-8 record this year, 345 ERA, 183 strikeouts, 53 walks, and 161.2 innings pitched. At home, he has an ERA of 255 uh, and a 141 ERA in his last six games. So what do we have here? We have Morton, who's a run worse at home at, on the road, and Ray, who's a full run better at home in this environment. So I'll take the Mariners in the first five, and I, I just think that uh, this total, I mean, I, I had it at six and a half, and I thought that was a tad low. We've seen it bump up to uh, seven and seven a half, half now yeah. here. So I had I had that line, I guess, a little bit early. So take that Muna, or Malcolm for not calling me sharp. But uh, you know what? Mariners first five is my like favorite play, and I'll go with the Mariners money line for a pick. I'm curious to see what the left-handed numbers are for Braves. Or, the Braves, Braves rake, but they strike out quite a bit. Yeah. Um, currently see them number four uh, in WRC plus against left-handed pitching. I have them second in OPS at 808. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is going to be, uh, I kind of just want to sit back and just watch this game, man. <laughs> I really do like, especially this series, but Robbie Ray has been really good over his last four games. Oh, sorry. Last five games. It looks like he's found a Cy Young form again. Um, four and oh, with a 1.41 ERA. This is going to be the ultimate test for him because you're, 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 Bringing an offense that has been doing well against left-handed pitching, like you mentioned, they also strike out against left-handed pitching as well. Um, I'm going to take the home. I'm going to take the home team here. I like Robbie Ray on the mound here. I think that he can get some strikeouts against the Braves, like you mentioned. Um, I don't trust Charlie Morton on the road, despite him. Um, I mean, look at his numbers on the road: two and four with a five point two four ERA. So I think that the um, the Mariners' offense can get to him. Uh, in this game. So I'm going to side with the Seattle Mariners in this game on the money line at minus 110. So I'm going to take a glance here. In his last six starts, five of them, he's had seven or more. Usually I see a Ray prop at like seven and a half. Mm-hmm. But given that the Braves are one of the worst teams in the MLB, striking out the left handed pitching, um, if that thing's at seven or seven and a half, I'd be willing to lay that. All right. Yeah. Seven. If you get a six and a half, seven, I think six that, and a half is a dead luck. I yeah. really think that hammer that, but I think it's going to come out at seven and a half tomorrow. All right. All right. Uh, let me see if that's actually out. Cause sometimes some of these books actually drop them early. Let's take a quick peek here. I know we have two games left on the schedule here, but let's see. Uh, no, not yet. Um, all right. So let's get over to the two West coast games left. Um, or sorry, three games left on the schedule. Uh, let's go to, uh let's go let's go chicago white Sox uh in oakland to take on the a's 940 eastern start lucas giolito on the mound for the chicago white Sox and james caprillion on the mound for the oakland a's uh looking at the lines for this game uh let's see here 
I am currently seeing the Oakland A's are a home puppy of plus 135, minus 155 on the money line for the Chicago White Sox. Over-under set at 7.5 with juice towards the under at minus 120. Run line minus 1.5, plus 115, and plus 1.5, minus 135 for the Oakland A's. Uh, Noah, our Chicago White Sox, our, our Chicago White Sox, but a team that we're banking on to get this division. I think <laughs> the, this is going to be the series where they need to just make sure they take care of business against the, one of the worst teams in the Amer- American League. Yeah, I saw that price. We had it at uh, seven to one. It's come down to three twenty-five plus three twenty-five. Yeah. So uh, the White Sox—they're six and two without Tony Larusa. I'm just going to keep that trend for the rest of the year. I think uh, Oakland—they're one and six in their last seven games. For the White Sox, it's Lucas Giolito, who's ten and nine, a five twenty-one ERA, one hundred and forty-seven strikeouts, fifty walks, and one hundred thirty-three innings pitched. On the road, he is a full run better at 399 ERA. For Oakland, James Caprillion, he's 39, 479 ERA, 76 strikeouts, 52 walks, and 109 innings pitched. He faced the White Sox at guaranteed rate uh, earlier this season, where he went six innings, one run, four hits, four punches. Um, you know, I don't want to fade our White Sox. I want them to just keep winning. Yeah. But I feel like this is a perfect top, uh, perfect time, perfect spot. With Caprillion on the mound, who's already pitched well against them once, Oakland should be entertained here as a pick. Um, I'll take Oakland on the money line. Yeah, that one start he did have was in Chicago. But I think the one thing that kind of sticks out to me about Caprillion is that he's 0-5 at home with a four, sorry, with a 5.87 ERA. Um, they have lost four of his last five starts. Um, have uh, the A's. They did get a home victory where that went down as a no decision for him against the Mariners, where they did get that victory 4-3. to three. But other than that, 5-1 uh, to one loss against the Nationals, 13-4 to four against the Yankees, 2-1 to one against the Rangers, 5-1 to one against the Angels that they lost. So I'm, I'm going to stay here with – I'm going to stay with the White Sox. Um, the difference here for me is that Lance uh, – sorry, Lucas Giolito has been better on the road, where he has a 6-2 and two record with a 3.91 uh, ERA. And you mentioned the numbers there that at home he's a lot worse – for the uh, Chicago White Sox. So I think this is a this is a series where they know that the Guardians and the Twins are going to be beating up on each other. That's an opportunity for them to, you know, gain some ground, possibly get maybe tied up uh for that division lead um and then go from there. So I'm going to stick with the White Sox here. Um I'll take them on the run line here, minus one and a half at at plus money here. Um, all right, last game on the schedule. It's going to be a battle of the NL West. The Dodgers head to San Diego to take on the Padres. Currently seeing Dustin May on the mound for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and Mike Clevenger takes a mound for the San Diego Padres. Looking at the lines for this game, the po- sorry, the Dodgers are a minus 155 road favorite. Home puppy of plus 135 for the San Diego Padres. Over under set at 8.5 with juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half plus one hundred five for the Dodgers and plus one and a half minus one twenty five for the San Diego Padres. Uh, Dustin May made his return after missing over a year with the Tommy John surgery. Um, he's been he's been okay. I mean, he did struggle against the Padres in his last start um, in Dodger Stadium, where he allowed six earned runs to this Padres team in five innings. The Dodgers actually lost that game seven to one. Um, with Dustin May on the mound. Uh, looking at um, Mike Clevenger here, Clevenger, he's 
the inconsistencies have been there for him, but he's five and six on the season with a 3.96 ERA. Big struggles against the Dodgers this season where he's 0-2 with an 11.25 ERA. He's allowed 10 earned runs and eight innings pitched. Last start was against his Dodgers team in Dodger Stadium where he allowed five earned runs and three and one-thirds innings pitched. And his other start against the Dodgers this season, um, that was back on August 6th, allowed five earned runs uh, to this team as well. So he's allowed five earned runs in both of his starts where he hasn't made it to the fifth inning. Both of those games have flown over the total. Eight eight to three was the score on August 6th. And then this last game, nine to four, where the Dodgers won that game. I'm not sure if I can trust either one of these pitchers here, Noah. I'm going to take the over in this game at eight and a half. Um, I think the struggles continue both for, for both of these pitchers against the opposition. I just laid out the numbers there. Um, and again, Dodgers against right-handed pitching has just been a, a moneymaker this season on over. So give me the over eight and a half uh, for this game between the Dodgers and the Padres here. What do you think? I'm actually seeing that at eight. So just looking to see okay. what number you can get. Um, but yes, I love that over the Dodgers. They're 17 and three in their last 20 games against the San Diego Padres squad. It just feels like this series is getting old. The Padres can add whoever they want to. Yeah. It just seems like it's the Dodgers who run the town. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to add any more analysis. I think you killed it. Uh, Clevenger's been bombed. May's been bombed by both of these teams. We're going over eight, over eight and a half. That's a, that's a cold lock. All right, before we get into our lock and dogs for the uh, Friday schedule, uh, let me tell you guys about Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers game type, every game type under the sun, whether it's Pick'em, Survivor, the Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot, $500 in cash plus a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store to the winner. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. Also brought to you by Odds Trader. What is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can get you can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and protect and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. So all you have to do is go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. That's oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, Noah, let's close out this episode strong with our lock and dog. I'll give you the floor first here, my man. Where are you taking us for your lock and dog for this Friday schedule? For my lock, I'm going to go with the over 10 and a half in the D-backs Rockies game. I just think there's going to be plenty of runs scored. The D-backs lineup is very hot right now. And the Rockies, they always play well at home. I think 10 and a half is just a little too low for both of these teams. I've been struggling to find a dog on this slate, though. Um, for me, I, I, took a sh- team. <laughs> I took a shot with the Tigers and the Oakland Athletics, two just uh, really bad teams that I, I don't know if I actually want to put my like real money and take a like put an actual bet on it. I yeah. said both of those games, I just didn't really feel comfortable with the favorite, and that was kind of my analysis. So I'm gonna go with uh, just a, a game that I feel like I handicapped pretty well. <laughs> um, 
gonna go with the Baltimore Orioles, a plus one sixty, minus one and a half against oh, the that's Boston gonna be my Red dog Sox. too. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I just think we we picked that uh, picked that game apart pretty well. I think that both pitchers are going to throw well early, and I like this game to be under. But I, I can kind of see like this this game going like four two four one. Baltimore plays very well at home. Boston struggles on the road. So yeah. uh, give me the Orioles the run line there. I also didn't mention the Red Sox handicap that I think they're going to be without Devers and uh, Bogarts as well. So that's, I mean, that's pretty much their offense right there. But um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned it that on the, on the road that the Red Sox have struggled and the Orioles have just been a cash cow at home. Um, so for my, yeah, uh, for my lock, uh, we talked about the angels and the Astros game with Michael Lorenzen coming back and the struggles that he does have. Uh, especially before he left uh, on the IL against his Astros team. So uh, I'm going to take the Astros team total over four and a half at minus 125 in this game. I think they can get to Lorenzen early and often in this game. Um, and if your book does offer that first five innings team total at over two and a half, I would take that as well in this game. So my lock, I'm going to go Astros team total over four and a half at minus 125. And also did like an under that we had talked about. It was going to be in that Guardians and Twins game. So I'll give you guys two locks here. Uh, just check the graphic tomorrow, which one I actually officially give out. Uh, but I mean, I am going to be playing both of them. Um, I like that. So oh, the, yeah, the under eight in the Guardians and Twins game as well as a lock. And I'm in uh, agreement here with Noah on the Orioles money. Uh, sorry, the Orioles run line here. Minus one and a half plus 150. I think there's a lot of value on that. Uh, especially we, we, we mentioned it. I'm not going to repeat everything that we said, how just good the Baltimore Orioles are at home. So, um, and the struggles that the Red Sox have against ALE's opponents for whatever that reason is. So minus one and a half plus 150 as our dog for this Friday schedule here, Noah. So what's up with Devers? I see that Bogarts is on the day to day. He's, he's not quite on the IL, but um, he's just having a little bit of back issue right now. Yeah. He has like back spasms. Yeah. What's up with Devers? Uh, I, I, I really haven't read in what's been going on with him. I'm, I'm not sure if he had a scheduled day off because yesterday I know he wasn't in the lineup, but gotcha. let me see if I can get an injury update here. Uh, yeah, he was, he, yeah, he's on the 10 day IL. Oh, really? In, inflammation to his hamstring. Okay. This was, well, no, that's not right. That was retro July. No, why did I say seven days ago? But the article says July 23rd. <laughs> yeah, that's I see weird. September 7th. It was updated. Xander Bogarts, he's on, uh, he's just not playing with back tightness. So okay. um, I do not see uh, Devers listed. So it could have been a day off. Who knows? Yeah, it's probably a day off. But uh, yeah, maybe just check the lineups before we actually get to it. Because I do see him. I still like it, it, even if. Yeah, Devers it was a day off for him because he was struggling. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So that's going to do it for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with our lock. Uh, we're at the turbo episode. We'll do our lock, dog, and total. We'll also talk about some playoff picture stuff. Uh, I know things are getting interesting in the AL Central. Talk about the uh, AL Central, sorry, the AL Wild Card. Uh, we'll get into the AL East big series, like we mentioned, between the Rays yeah. and the Yankees. Maybe just maybe Malcolm joins us from Vegas, so I'm sure he'll make excited for us. Yeah, yeah. So uh, hopefully we can get him <laughs> on the pod. He did say he took his equipment with him, but uh, when you're in Vegas, here, I think the being on the at least uh, recording is probably the last thing you want to do. But uh, hopefully we can get him on and, and we'll get an update, a mid trip update from. Uh, 
uh, from Malcolm. I know he had an interesting, interesting story on how he got to Vegas. So <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll keep that as a I somehow answer. guessed that thing right on Twitter. I don't know you did, you yeah, because because he, yeah. he was he was messaging me when he left, and then he <laughs> told me about what was going on. I was just ch- checking up if he made it okay and not, but I'm sure we'll get the full story hopefully tomorrow from uh, Malcolm. Uh, yeah, no, anything else? I think it's ironic. He leaves the country for one day, and then Queen Elizabeth II kicks the bucket. So yeah, the, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's tough. Yeah, so you you guys are without your soccer leagues for the weekend, just all NFL. Yeah, it's going to be all NFL. How uh, does that happen? Really? <laughs> I, I'm just like so surprised that they canceled the games. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like she had like been like the queen for so long. I think that. <laughs> You know, you probably it's probably I mean the probably the country's probably mourning and stuff, so yeah, everything's probably shut down. But his now, his fantasy nothing. team was named God Save the Queen for half the year. So oh, God. He he was he was the, the last pillar holding her up and then he just ditched. Did you see the tweet? Yeah, <laughs> he said for America, I tweeted out the Sammy Sosa with the USA flag, and yeah. the news comes out like an yeah. hour later. I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, Malcolm, I don't know if you know what to say. All right, so that's going to do it for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Make sure to follow the Twitter account at MLBSGPN. Um, make sure to follow Noah on Twitter at 70, the word 70, at the number 7 and his initials NB. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Like I said, we'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully it's an entertaining episode. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.